This season is sponsored by Crossway, and I've really enjoyed one of their titles recently. This book is called A Hunger for More by Amy DeMarcangelo. I love the way that Amy drills down into our heart's desires, seeing where we are hungering for more, and responds to those desires with biblical brilliance. She presents Christ in all his fulfilling glory and helps us see how God has given us all we need, even when we seemingly crave something more. She talks of craving happiness, comfort, strength, community, love, and so much more. It's a valuable, heart-engaging book that I'm looking forward to sharing with others. Grab a copy wherever you get your books. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah and I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity. She lives in the US. And today we're really looking forward to getting stuck into chapter two of First Thessalonians, beginning at verse 17 and going through to 3 verse 11. We've got cups of tea. We've got Bibles open, Felicity. Um, we talk a lot about asking someone to read the Bible with us because we really see the value of doing it in the community in community with others. What happens when people say no? What do we do with that? Oh, it's hard. <laughs> Especially because you've probably been praying for a while and kind of getting up the courage and like, I'm going to ask and they're going to say yes. And then you get this no. And I think um, there's something in that that you have been praying. I, I really would encourage you to be praying before you ask someone. And as we've been praying, actually, we're, we're trusting God with this whole thing as to whether they're they're the right person to ask and all of that kind of question. So if they then turn around and say no, we can still be trusting God with that mm-hmm. and we can keep praying. I think that's one of the key things. But also it is fine for someone to say no and that is not ne- not necessarily an indicator of where their heart is. It might just be they don't really know what you're asking or they're not quite sure they've got the capacity at this point. There might be a whole range of different reasons. And just because someone yeah. says no, we maybe don't know the background for that. So probably don't just kind of shake your feet off and move on straight away, but but keep praying and maybe there'll be another opportunity. And, and even saying to them, you know, that's fine, totally understand if you ever want to do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask you again in a few weeks time, just see what you think. What about you? Have you what's your, been your experience? yeah yeah all of that is is good I think you're right like just yeah it is committing them and your desire to read with someone to the Lord isn't it um and as you ask someone to read the Bible with you it's I think what I found helpful is is giving people an out as well saying saying like you're not gonna read the Bible for 10 years together (laughs) (laughs) yeah I want to go through one Thessalonians at the moment I just wondered whether you want to do that with me and then at the end you can you know it's quite an easy thing to say do you want to keep going or are you happy to just stop for the moment um and you know we'll pick up again in a few months maybe just always ha- giving people an out is a really helpful way to lessen the intensity of what you're asking because it can feel quite intense to say do you want to read the bible with me um yeah. and especially actually, when it's when it's something you haven't actually started doing yet so they're not they don't quite yes. know that it's kind of it's more relaxed than it sounds like you're just having a yes. cup of tea and and opening at the bible yeah yeah um so yeah i think just having having the options of and as you were saying explaining what it could look like um and trusting the lord when it is a no and that's okay very much so even though it can still make you sad and that's okay (laughs) 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 talking of which opening up the bible and reading it shall i uh, read our passage for today do it we are in chapter two and i'm going to read verses 17 right through to 3 verse 11. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. 
For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labours might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He's told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. Sarah, as I've been reading that, I, it might seem to some that I have stopped short. I mean, they might be thinking that maybe I've forgotten that there's two more verses in the chapter. And maybe you could help us to think about this because actually we're, we're thinking about the structure tool this week, which helps us to understand a bit more of what God is saying to us. And mm. this particular passage, I think would be good for that. So could you help us just, just think through that a bit? What is this structure tool? What's the point of it? Yeah, I mean, it seems quite controversial, isn't it? That you've just stopped halfway through the prayer. It's like a big prayer that Paul's praying and you're like, you went for it and then we stopped. Why have we stopped there? Um, this prayer is basically the hinge of the book, um, the hinge of the letter. So it kind of bridges the two kind of halves of the letter. And the first half of the prayer is about the first half of the book. Um, and it has to do with them longing to see the Thessalonians and that kind of theme that we're kind of seeing coming through as we're reading this half of the letter. The second half of the letter is about matters of godliness and about information about Jesus returning and that is what is prayed for in the second half of the prayer. So using the structure tool, we can see that there's a clear structure to this prayer. There's a clear kind of cut, so to mm -hmm. speak. Um, and so we are using that structure tool to get, okay, we're actually going to split the prayer because the first half links with what we links back to what we're looking at today. And the second half of the prayer links forward, if that makes sense. Um but we can also look at the structure tool with what we're reading today. Um, really, what the structure tool is seeking to do is kind of is looking at how a book or a passage has been put together. Um, and so with this passage we've got today, we seem to have two ideas that are weaved together. So we've got something about joy and keeping going in the faith alongside Paul and Timothy's desire to see the Thessalonians. Um, and as we start to read the passage, we can see there's a pattern and a structure in place to, to help us see those ideas weave together. And it kind of basically goes in an A, B, A, B, A, B format. Um, so you get you get them kind of, you know, really longing to see them. We then get something about their joy. You then get them sending Timothy so that they can see, you know, find out how they're doing. We get, get something else about their joy and um, being and linked to, you know, them being worried about their faith um, and their work 
uh, being in vain. We've got joy linked to them standing firm. We've got them clearing a way for them to come to them. And we've got him praying that that would happen at the end. So we've got these two ideas, but the structure of the passage helps us to see how interlinked they are. Does that make sense? That's brilliant. That's really good. And, and taking a step back from that, then as we see those ideas and we see how they're intertwined, we then begin to see more of what Paul is wanting to communicate. So mm. like, like how, why he's writing, what's the purpose, what's the big deal for the Thessalonians? I think it gives more depth, doesn't it? Understanding the structure helps us to just get a bit more into the nitty gritty of what he's actually saying and why. Yeah, I find it quite exciting when I start to spot the patterns and start to see the way that something has been written. You know, last time we were thinking about the tone and the feel of the way something's been written. This time it's more, why is it being structured that way? Why is why is this kind of bit being put next to this bit? And why is this prayer here? And but I find that exciting because then it starts to it starts to piece together the letter as a whole. And you see how wonderfully creative Paul is in wanting to use every word to encourage and assure the Thessalonians. Um, and this, again, is another passage of assurance, isn't it? As mm. he as he seeks to encourage them in their faith. Like what struck you as we've just read that in terms of the encouragement? I, I this even just in that first verse we read, verse seventeen, like our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. And I think we have this throughout mm. the whole passage, this kind of idea that all of Paul is is in and up for the Thessalonians keeping going. There's this kind of entwinedness, like Paul's well-being even yeah. is connected to whether the Thessalonians are going well or not. And that that is just huge, isn't it? And we talked tone and feel like the emotions in this passage are huge as well yeah. so we're in no yeah, doubt to use to use the word orphaned yeah like, just huge isn't it but I guess because you know before he was saying about there's just all this family connections and links of how he was describing his behavior with them and then to say we were orphaned by being separated from you like it's just so beautiful and intense isn't it yeah the lev- I, level of feeling I know I think that's right but also I read it and I'm like oh Am I supposed to feel like that? Like, like, do you see, there's a slightly intimidating aspect to the way that he's feeling about these people. I think that's one of the questions that I've had. Like, is this a Paul thing just because he's Paul and he's like, you know, that guy? Or is it, a, <laughs> is it an us thing? Is this a gospel thing? Are we all supposed to be feeling like this about one another? Because that, that's, I think, huge challenge if that is the case. Yeah. Well, I think, like, I mean, one of his big concerns is in um verse where is it in verse five is he's concerned that all his work might have been in vain isn't he like he's he's concerned that the devil will have got a foothold and persuaded them that to not to keep going mm. um and that really that i think that goes some way to explaining his kind of the intensity of feeling isn't it like he's really concerned that they're keeping going he's really concerned that they keep going on the final day when jesus returns isn't he and that shapes how he's feeling now um and in that sense it is a challenge to us isn't it because we we should be that concerned for our brothers and sisters keep going but it will come in different intensities i think i think that's right i think that's right and, and the, i think the the thing is there that our heartbeat can be beating along with Paul's in this kind of Mm -hmm. being entwined with other people. And it's probably not the way that we naturally think or behave. Like we're more likely to withdraw than we are to press in. And I think it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's a beautiful picture and it's desirable Mm. to, to be a part of that, to be, to be like Paul in that. 
Well, what what an extraordinary thing to receive that Mm. word, isn't it? (laughs) Receive that thing. You're my (laughs) you're my hope. You're my joy. You're you know I'm standing firm because you live. No, I live because you're standing firm. What that would be amazing to receive that. And it it really emphasizes just the value of keeping going, doesn't it? Like he's so concerned. He'll do everything. He'll send Timothy. He'll leave himself lacking in order that these guys would keep going and. Yeah, just so, like I, I was thinking, like, do I talk about keeping going much with other people? Like, is that what we, you know, how can I encourage you to keep going in Christ? Like, I think that's that's just something maybe we should be talking about more with one another and be concerned for one another in that. Yeah, anything that struck you particularly as you were in this passage? Um, I was interested that he talked about Satan blocking their way. Like, it's interesting that he's used that praising rather than god prevented us Mm. um do you know like why why (laughs) yeah (laughs) throw in the satan grenade (laughs) we don't really know what to do with it (laughs) but i think it's helpful it's helpful to have an awareness isn't it of satan's deception and the way that he is going to try and stop gospel work going on um but why do you think the thessalonians need to hear that well i've been thinking that we we hear Satan and he's like, Satan's tried to stop us. But actually, the gospel work is continuing. The Thessalonians are going strong. Yeah. Timothy was able to get... I feel like Satan, we almost see Satan being defeated here because the Thessalonians are still going strong. So like Satan's tried. Yeah. The tempt, you know, he says in verse five, I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you. And like, but that's not true. Like their labors have not been in vain. The Thessalonians are still going. So I think it maybe gives me assurance that God is bigger. And the gospel work, and he, and yeah, and then in the way that he then prays in verse eleven, now may our God and Father Himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. God is bigger; He can clear the way. But He sent Timothy, and that's been a fruitful experience both for Timothy and for this church, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And in that sense, the Lord has still been at work. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I, I think the evidence of that work is all the more so when you read about the suffering that they mm. are experiencing. And and this idea of verse 3, that so that no one would be unsettled by these trials, for we, you know quite well we were destined for them. Just that mm. reality of suffering, I think that's, that struck me again this week of this is what we are to expect in the Christian life. And while Satan will be seeking to knock us off course, actually God himself keeps us and holds us through the trials. Mm-hmm. That's that's just a helpful perspective, isn't to have, isn't it? Like it's such an encouragement, that isn't it? And you know, and it, I think you're kind of bolstering yourselves with these truths, aren't you? Knowing that actually we're not we're not being persecuted in any way compared to your brothers and sisters in different parts of the world right now, but actually this should assure us and encourage us to pray for them and pray for our own selves as we as and when we face persecution. Mm. That and not yeah. the, that the Lord's at work, isn't he? And that that isn't yeah but it can so suffering can so often be a stumbling block and i feel like what um paul's doing through the course of this letter so far is trying to encourage the thessalonians that the suffering is not is not a stumbling block you you can keep going you are keeping going and do keep going yeah 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 and even be strengthened in that and i mean we know that to be true don't we even you know hear about gospel things over in the ukraine and you think in many ways, the church is in a healthier position over there through suffering mm. than than it might be otherwise. And yeah, always yeah. challenging to think about suffering, isn't it? 
Big time. So where where is this hitting your heart, Felicity? Where where do you feel if feeling feeling the challenge? Or I mean, I, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just can't get past um verse nine verses nineteen to twenty and this idea of what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we'll glory? Is it not you? And that kind of interconnection between Paul and other believers, that his gospel heart is not its not just for himself. Actually, it's maybe even more so for others. And so that's just really been challenging me as to how I think about others, how I pray for others. What am I, what am I really bothered about? Like, am I really bothered about other people's perseverance? What about you? Where's the heart hit? Yeah, similarly, but um, I guess... It's a similar if similar phrase, it feels like, in um, chapter 3, verse 8, when he says, for now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Like, what a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like that has really challenged me and my heart on, um, you know, is it really that life-giving to see my sisters in Christ in my, in my Bible study group to be standing firm in the Lord? Like, is that what's giving me life mm. and, like, you know, making me live? Um yeah, as people turn up on a Sunday and they're eager to hear um, the sermon and eager to listen to God's word. For now, I really live because you're standing yeah. here and you're, keep, you're keeping going. Like, you know, it's that, I think it's a very simple challenge, isn't it? But actually, yeah, praying that my heart, my prayers would be shaped to that end. Yeah. Um, it's an eternal perspective, yeah. isn't it? Again, that kind of, I'm really bothered about the spiritual well-being. Yeah, and I'm really bothered about people keeping going to the end. That yeah. you know, it's not a flash in the pan thing. This, this is this is until eternity, isn't it? Until Jesus mm. returns, and that's where we see the kind of His return shaping every part and every thread of the letter, don't we? Even yeah. when it's not particularly mentioned, um, well, it is mentioned here, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's not front yeah. and center, though, is it? Yeah, Sarah, why don't you why don't you pray for us as we ponder <laughs> such big things? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, Father, we just thank you so much for this letter and all that you're teaching us through it. Lord, how we long for our prayers to be shaped in the way that Paul is writing here. How we long to be able to say that now we really live since our sisters in Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ in our local churches are standing firm. Lord, please would you give us that perspective. Please would you shape our view in light of Jesus's return, that we would be praying and labouring to see brothers and sisters stand firm in the Lord. Thank you for this perspective. Thank you that we need our perspective to be shaped by your word in this way. Lord, please keep doing that shaping work of our own hearts to the praise of your glory. Amen. Amen. Wow, good stuff again. So next week we're going to be cracking into the next chunk, really, the next, the second half of the mm-hmm. book, but hearing the rest of the prayer and pivoting into the second half of the letter. In the meantime, what can we be doing, Sarah? In the meantime, why not follow us on social media if you don't already? Uh, This season, we're on social media. We're actually producing some reels. and We're going very technological and we're producing some reels around these Bible tools that we're talking about each week. And they're kind of coming out as as the episodes come out so do follow us do have a look at them um hopefully they're a good resource uh, for people to kind of save and then um be able to think and use later um as and when you need them so follow us on social media instagram or facebook i think that's it i think that's it we'll see you next week yeah see you next week <laughs> bye-bye bye this episode was sponsored by crossway